It's time for a Humans in Tune conversation with Darren on 93.9 Mike FM. Hello, 93.9 Mike FM viewers and listeners. Thanks for joining us for a Facebook Live session today on Humans in Tune. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. It's a beautiful day outside. Glad you can take a minute to join us here on Facebook Live. Or if you're catching it after the fact on the podcast, we appreciate you catching that. You can find all those details at 939mikefm.com. My guests today in the studio, if you see this picture on the intro screen, you're like, he looks like he's having a crisis. Is Seth Elliott Santoro CEC? He doesn't see what I'm seeing. He doesn't know what picture I've picked out to use. But I think it's a oh, great no. one. I think it's going to illustrate our adventures today as we discuss things. Seth, Seth, welcome. I'm so glad to have you, man. Thanks, Darren, for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Seth is and going in blind just for everybody watching. He's, he doesn't know who I am. He's like, man, I got Santa Claus's stunt double over here. I don't know what's going to be happening. So. But no, I, I have, uh, as I've set up our scene this morning for people who are viewing and they can see below your name, I've got the sure. quote that came off of your site. I think it might have even been on your contact page, but it's just a graphic. It says, I help extraordinary people find their happiness again. Um, that in itself is a beautiful statement uh, because yeah. I think a lot of us stereotypically think of extraordinary people who we see painted on social media or painted wherever in our lives, we think, man, they've got everything on track. They're leading a company. They're charging at the bulls and the bulls are running away. Look at them having everything together. And that's not always the case, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. And so that's a piece of what you do, uh, you know, helping these folks get back on track, find their happiness, not feel like they're, uh, you know, nose to the grindstone, never looking up into the sunlight again. So, um, but you've got an interesting story yourself, and I kind of want to just give people the the 10,000-foot view of Seth Santoro here and talk a little about you. Before we dig in too deep, uh, I'm yeah. going to share the link to your website. I want folks to be able to connect with you, uh, read okay. more, learn more, all that good stuff. It's IamSethElliott.com. Um, let's yes. get back over to my live. And that's with one T, kids. Make sure you spell it right. But we give you the links to make it simple. Um, there's the links to <laughs> Seth's website. And uh, so let's, yeah, Seth, kind of give us your, your intro. Let's hear how Seth came to be. Uh, yeah. Um, so I've, I've been through a lot in my life. Um, so I, I consider myself an intuitive healer, um, a psychic medium. Um, I have a bereavement expert, grief expert. I love death. I talk about death all day long. Like the, from this side, the other side, and every, every side. Of the sure, scene. yeah. Some people, it's like, oh, that's a macabre <laughs> conversation. It depends yeah. on your approach, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. And I, and I smile, but like, that's just who I am. But sure. I do love, I love talking to people about loss and, and helping them through loss. So my vision is to inspire 1 billion people to heal, like overcome their grief and smile from the inside. You know, and smiling from the inside is not about being happy all the time. No. It's about having done the work. You know, having done the work on yourself, recognizing your patterns and what you go through when you're faced with adversity. Um, I'm starting to tell people that there are three definites in this world. One is death, one is taxes, and the other one is adversity. Mm. Because we all go through that, you know. Um, I don't, I mean, how I came to be. Whew, uh, New England, <laughs> or... <laughs> An angel came New down England. from the heavens and went, poof. <laughs> there you are. Name him Seth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, New England born and bred, raised in New York, became an adult here in Los Angeles, where I live now. Um, I have a husband, and we've been married for almost five years. Awesome. And we, like, I started my whole career wanting to help, uh, wanting to 
when I was five years old, I actually remember being in my room and uh, we were in a small little cottage in New Hampshire. And I remember thinking, I want to help people. I, I want to either be a fireman, um, an ice skater or an actor and singer so I can go back and I can like make lots of money and then I can help people around the world. And that's what I kept thinking at five years old. I'm just um, picturing the so trio of all three, you know, the ice dancing fireman. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's workable. With the right it's totally costume. workable. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think. <laughs> but you wanted to be a helper and a fixer, right? Yeah. 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 Always. And little did I know, you know, by the time I was eight, everyone on my mother's side would pass, like everyone. Um, so I experienced so much loss already. Um, and then, you know, my teens, more losses. So I've just been surrounded by, by death. I mean, we all are, but it just seemed like it just kept coming and coming. Um, the, the old rains that pours cliche comes in, into play there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, it's like, it's not even, I couldn't even get away from it. You know, mm -hmm. like it just kept happening, kept happening. So I knew that was mm -hmm. going to be something in my life, but I decided when I was 14, I was like, I've had enough of high school. Like I'm smarter than this. I want to get going to New York. So I graduated early. Um, you know, I had to like stand in front of the school board and, and I think I've always been an overachiever since like that time because right. I just knew I was just up to bigger and better things. And I didn't want to be trapped in like a small little podunk, New Hampshire town. Mm -hmm. Actually, I love my town, but anyway, right. but um, yeah, 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 it's yeah. <laughs> this quiet mountain town kind of vibe. And yeah. Right, right. It literally. Um, yeah. So in college, I studied performing arts, you know, because ice dancing was no longer an option for me. I don't know why, but I just didn't want to do it. You know, maybe at weak ankles. <laughs> I don't, you know. Right. <laughs> you don't have to go that deep into the conditions, but no. <laughs> um, so throughout my 20s, I experienced five deaths within two years. Mm. I experienced, um, I was held at gunpoint the first time in, in Colombia. Um, and I started to notice that I knew things about people. Like I'd start playing this game. So I would meet people and I would guess where they were from within about 30 seconds or a minute of knowing them. And I told them, don't tell me where you're from. I just want to kind of get it myself. Mm -hmm. And I was oddly like 90% accurate, like nice. down to sometimes even like the area or the region. Right. So you start thinking so less think theater was... and maybe more circus act at that point. Right. <laughs> guess your hometown. Yeah. Yes. But you had an intuition um, to this, yeah. I, I did. And I, I didn't realize, you know, like some people, like my husband, he realized, he knew when he was four that he could see dead people. But I, it took me until I was like 31, 32. Um, so between the time I was 28 and 32, I experienced like my, my, my boyfriend at the time, zero converted to HIV positive. Hmm. I did not. And I thought I was, uh, we were, I thought we were monogamous. So that was that whole thing. That yeah, and then, <laughs> that'd be like my wife showing up. Do you have a tumor, or do we need to talk? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh now. I'm sorry. You're you're hilarious, but it was not. It funny was though. no. It, it was, was not a funny moment. <laughs> no. No. And I, I remember I was working in Mexico at the time. This becomes important later. But I was working. I was working at a lemon growing operation in Mexico, going back and forth between LA and Mexico. And I remember. When he told me, I knew I'd have to get back to him. And it was a 24-hour process to get back to this because I was in a, such a little small place. I literally made it within 12 hours because I caught every plane that I possibly could. And I remember catching the last plane thinking, holy shit, I don't know if I can swear. But, you yeah, know, it's, it's I, Facebook where you can say whatever the heck you okay. want. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, 
like I'm about to, we are about to go through something that I've never been through before. And like, it's going to change our entire lives. And like, even to separate, like, don't use my toothbrush. Like, like it was like, it, everything it was going to change every, everything. Yeah. Right. And I didn't even know, like, if I was positive at the time and, and I didn't even think about it. Like I didn't even think about it until my doctor a couple of days later was like, you need to get tested. And I was like, Oh yeah. You think? <laughs> so I, yeah. <laughs> well, cause I was so, Concerned about him. Well, yeah, yeah, right? that was like, where your focus was, sure. Right. So it was on the way back that I realized I knew that there was like a pattern to my grief and, and, and what I went through every time. And I had started to notice it years before. And I literally said, okay, I'm going to start jotting, and this seems really silly, but I'm going to start jotting down notes on what my process is. Like, what are the steps that I take every time or I go through every time I'm faced with like extreme adversity? Um, so that was another year of my life. We broke up, um, at the end. And then I was held at gunpoint for the second time in Mexico, like traumatized. Well, like, when you said Columbia earlier, I was like, yeah. is that like Columbia, South Carolina or Missouri? Oh. No, no, no. This is as in the country. <laughs> no, no. And I figured no. that out pretty quickly. <laughs> and so that explains, it gives me a little hope for, for whoever lives in Columbia in the U S but anyway, yeah. So it was the second time, and this was in Mexico. This was in Mexico, yeah. So you After know how the cartels are. this, and you're back in. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. It was, it was, it was, it was rough. Um, luckily, they didn't take me uh, or kidnap me because it's a long story. But because the the owners of our company were best friends with the Clintons at the time, and Hillary was the Secretary of State at the time, so they, I kept hearing Clinton. And by the way, I speak Spanish fluently. Um, so I knew it was going on the whole time, right. but it was a scary, scary event. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. and, and, and then I, I, then I noticed the steps that I went through and went through them. And then I was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book about this. Like I need to, I, if I can help one more person, write, like help them move through grief kind of productively and effectively, that's, that's good enough for me. So mm -hmm. it started, the journey started like 12 years ago, you know, um, uh, so I wrote a version of the book at that time. Um, and then I, you know, I, I published it, but I didn't really do anything with it. I just kind of right. left it there. Um, and then, and then I broke up with someone, the same similar situation to my last one that we just spoke about. And I said to myself, I deserve better. I might've said it out loud, which is kind of rude, but I deserve better. And the next day, this whole gift of like psychic world it, it was unstoppable, um, really unstoppable. And I had started coaching. I mean, I'd been coaching. I, I, I received a coaching degree like in 2005 or something, but I, I was always coaching people and in, by the way, and in HR as well. Um, like, because that's where I just naturally gravitated towards. Sure. Um, and so I've been coaching people the entire time. And then I added like, the psychic world and i i couldn't even stop it like i would be out to i remember being out to eat like maybe basically a couple of weeks after this had happened and we were sitting with two friends and i was like i was just feeling all sorts of things and it started with mediumship so connecting with deceased loved ones and this girl was talking about her mother and she kept saying her about her mother in the past tense and then i started feeling her mother and then i just asked her a couple questions you know like poignant questions and she's like how would you know that I was, you know, like, like I was like, did it happen 10 years ago? Like, um, was it this type of cancer? Like, I mean, I knew way too much mm -hmm. and, and then I, and then I freaked her out and I was like, so I just keep seeing this, this pool gate with like a pink red bow on it. It was like, 
that was like that would normally be in someone's hair, but it was just was there for years. And she started crying. And so anyway, I realized sometimes maybe not to do that without asking people's permission. But <laughs> well, you, you don't know how the reaction is going to be. I mean, right. golly, nobody gets right. touched like that, really. So right. And I I made that mistake a couple more times before I realized don't do it in bars. Like it's just not a good idea. Not good look for anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so they started with mediumship, then it became more like psychic meetings, which I consider to be talking to people that are not so distant past their present and their not so distant future. Um then it became it turned into like more energy healing. So like Reiki, yeah. but but further than that. Then I realized I could speak to babies. Like not like baby like prenatal. Like, right? Hey baby, so, like, before hey, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> a little different than that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like literally it happens to me. Like I was on a date for Valentine's Day, and the people next to me, this woman was very pregnant, and I just kept getting this name Mary and like like all these things. And finally, I turned to her, and the person I was with at the time was like, "If you have to, you know." So I was like, <laughs> um, "I have a question for you," and I asked her a couple questions. She's like, "How would you know that?" And I was like, "Oh, I just." I do this thing, blah, blah. And um, so it happens in the most random of times. Yeah. And so it was prenatal readings. Then all of a sudden I realized uh, I speak to animals. Like, like uh, that sounds weird. As I say it, it sounds weird, but like I, I can communicate. Yeah. Like, well, I can, I, and I get it. You're not talking Dr. Doolittle action here. Right, right. Yeah. I wish. I well, wish that I would be that. awesome, that'd dude. Be, I wish for that my awesome. entire life. That'd be one of my three genie wishes. would be like, and I want to talk to animals. And, and we would, the animals and I would sit there and talk smack about everybody around us all day long. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be amazing. It'd but be you're amazing. able to yeah, essentially communicate non verbally. Non-verbally, yeah, right. and and it was, it was, it was, it started with um, like communicating with living animal, and then I realized, like two years ago, I was with my husband in South Africa. He's from there, and we were we were at this cheetah exhibit, um, and and what they do is actually a cheetah rehabilitation center. So they take oh, in cool. cheetahs that have been somehow like either yeah. abused or whatever, and then they injured by a poacher or something. Yeah, right, right, and they eventually kind of let them let them back into the wild. Um, and so I was there and I knew the owner, I knew the name because I had done this, all this research and she happened to walk by and she started talking to all of us. And I was, she asked where everyone was from. And I was the only one that wasn't from South Africa. And she's like, oh, Hollywood, that's cool. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and by the way, your Black Panther over there, like, uh, I'm sorry, that Black Panther doesn't exist. It's a Black Leopard. Uh, your Black Leopard over there, like, has a problem with his back hind leg. Do you know this? Like the right hind leg. And she's like, yeah. She's like, how could you possibly know that? And I was like, oh, well, I do this little thing. Um, <laughs> and then she literally, <laughs> she literally like scooted everyone else off. And she's like, you three, because I was with a couple people and they're like, you come with me. So then she's like, I want you to talk to Mary. I'm like, who is Mary? And so we literally went into like the secret area with oh. like the cubs. I mean, we couldn't touch the cubs, obviously, oh, yeah, but yeah. we couldn't, right, because they don't want any human interaction with them. But we went into this this huge enclosure and we like started to talk to Mary, who was a full grown cheetah and was like 13 years old. Oh, wow. And we were there and like they we were there with a handler and they you know, they let us like literally pet her and like she was purring and like licking. It was like it was like ridiculous. And yes. I was like, how is she not like scared or threatened mm -hmm. by us? You know, and the handler's like, she knows that she has this little imposable thumb, thumb that she can literally like just 
cut your carotid artery. So she has no fear. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. You're not okay, a predator. So <laughs> you're, I'm right, right, right. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. And she, anyway, so it was amazing. And Mary said to me the most beautiful things, like that I have far less days ahead of me than I do behind me. And I was like, oh my God, like who talks Gee, like thanks. that? Right, like, no. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so anyway, so then I, I started to, I don't know if these stories are, hopefully they're funny um, and fun. But I spoke to the owner, okay. Mm-hmm. I spoke to the owner and she, I sp- told her everything that Mary had said to me. Um, and I knew that Mary was dying and I knew that Mary had like cancer that was spreading and and they were debating whether to operate on her or not. Um, and it was gonna be very, very expensive. And mm-hmm. anyway, the point was in the end, she's like, I, I kind of confirmed that she should just let her like live out her days, you know, um, as opposed to go through all these operations. And then this cheetah out of nowhere kind of came to me and I felt this person, like this, this animal. And I started doing this reading for this woman. And I was like, I'm actually, she's like, that's my first cheetah. And I'm like, what? So you're saying that I'm connecting to a cheetah right now? Anyway, so blow my mind. So I, I can't wait for the next like ability to kind of come my way. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> like my family and- raises beef cattle. I kind of just want to hear you come out and go, yeah, they're just saying, stop eating me. That's pretty much the end of the conversation. Like, ah, man, maybe we'll go to the zoo and hang out, you know? But that's an amazing ability that you've been blessed with. And, you know, not just with the pets, but the people as well. Um, you know, whatever side of the fence, if you're skeptic, if you're not, uh, I think what, Im- what I sense with you is that this is not something that you – turn on, turn off when it's convenient and makes for a great parlor trick. This is something that, well, I was, I was actually in the men's restroom at the zoo and all of a sudden a giraffe whispered in my ear, you know, and those things come to you. It's not really a (laughs) a controlled trigger, so to speak. Um, I, I can say though that I have turned, I've learned to dial it down. Yeah. Um, but, but I have told them if, if someone needs to hear something and I'm in a place where they think it appropriate, not in a men's bathroom, but like something <laughs> like that, yeah. then they can turn up the volume. So yeah. like I've given them whoever that I talk to, like kind of the, the, I, the, if it's so important that they need to know now, then, then I think you, okay, you can come, yeah, you can press the you panic can break button. through this. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, that's, and I can imagine that if you didn't have that ability, it could become a handicap to you just day to day. I mean, nobody, you know, I wake up in the morning with four different songs going in my head and a thousand other noises, like all the kids are yelling at me in my brain, but I can kind of keep an eye on it. But, you know, yeah, you get scatterbrain and things like that. If that's constantly on top of things that you and you're a busy guy, you're trying to accomplish a lot. And so, right. Um, right. you know, and, and looking back to, you know, your early times with grief and your mid twenties with grief and that walk through grief. Um, you know, all of us have experienced grief in one way or another. I lost my mom back in 2015. My daughter was about as old as you. Let's see, she's 14 now. So that have been eight years old, six years old, six or eight round in there anyway. And, you know, and that was a huge thing for her because that's such an impressionable age. And you do have a lot of attachment to your grandparents typically that, you know, um, and that's, uh, you know, and so we've had walks through here. We've had, you know, friends who have committed suicide. I'm saying this as a white Midwestern straight guy. You know, I am certain that your walks with grief have been far more embedded with uh, people who aren't able to handle all the aversion that you have to face. And, you know, maybe, you know, suicide has been an issue there or maybe that, you know, those things. 
that's a lot to deal with. Um, and a lot of people shudder and don't try to find a way out of the grief. They almost become comfortable with the pain and think of it yeah. more as a, well, it's a, it's just a mass that I have to live with. Um, and it's just, I'm not going to be happy again. And so I think it's important that, and it's a wonderful thing that people like you are out here to help people, not just, not just deal with the grief and go, okay, you know, this is going to eat me alive. This is not going to be the end of my existence, but be able to walk through that and then, you know, and turn that into something else, uh, is such a huge deal. Um, you know, you've got one of your books from grief to grace, uh, is touted on the cover, a five-step guide to heal from your past once and for all. Um, yep. You know, that that grief to grace process, you know, without, you know, we don't want to give away the family secrets, but what, what inspired you to, you know, I know you said you wrote down a lot of notes over these years. Is yeah. part of that what has played into that book or some of your other books? Yeah, so, so the... It's been it's been a it's been a process, you know. Like the first book I wrote, the Smile from the Inside book. That's that's to help people kind of overcome current tra- tragedies, traumas, and obstacles. That was more of what the jotting down was. Okay. Um, I, I take people through um, the acronym of Smile, S M I L E. Right. Um, and um, and so you know, and with within grace. Well, let's just stick with Smile. Uh, so smile like S is for shock, M is for acceptance, part denial, part acceptance. I is for in overwhelmedum. So those are the poignant and significant emotions we all go through. We have to go through those emotions, right? We need to lean into those emotions. We are not Vulcan. Uh, yes, we are not. <laughs> yes, uh, the L is for learning. We need to gain profound insight into whatever we've been through. Um, and then E is for embrace, right? So we need to uh, because because acceptance is just no longer enough. We live in the 21st century and you can't just accept something that you need to use it to pay it forward. You need to be grateful for it. You need to be blessed because of it. It should now, color Beckett your Carter, life. It should, yes, yes, yes. As opposed to, as opposed to misshape or as opposed mm-hmm. to hinder or debilitate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that was all, that was all, that all came from the smile method, right? From grief to grace is, um, is I use the grace method, um, which is, uh, I like acronyms. Acronyms are great. Right? It makes it easy to remember. (laughs) So G is for going deep. Uh, I believe there's three stories to every, three versions of every story, right? Your version, the other person, or the other person on the other side involved, and then the truth. Uh, So within going deep, we try and figure out where that is. Um, The R is for responsibility and accountability. Um, Most of the time, it's 50-50 or more, but sometimes it's not, right? Like if a tragic thing happens to you, it's not necessarily your fault. Um, right. So the A is for activating emotions. I'm big on leaning into your emotions. Um, and then the C is for compassion and forgiveness. I think that we forget to forgive ourselves. Like we work so hard to sometimes forgive other people, but forget to forgive ourselves. Um, and then the E is for evolve, right? Again, with the, it's very similar to the embrace. Like we get to use it to help color our, the, the, the rest of our lives mm-hmm. and not have it debilitated, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, not going to dig into personal stories too much, but I, you know, like when mom passed or first marriage ended, you know, a relationship ends like that. Somebody's unfaithful to you. This comes to light. You immediately begin to question your worth. Why was I not good enough? How, you know, you beat yourself up. And at the same time, boy, all you want to do is just roll them down a hill and other things over, you yes. know, with the situation that happened. <laughs> 
But then, you know, you have to, you also have to retrospect and look at when you talk about the blame and maybe it's 50, 50, maybe it's not, maybe it is, maybe, you know, the reason that person went that way is because, well, you know what, you, you're, you haven't been present in the relationship or, you know, there's a, a myriad reasons that can all come to fruition, but I think that's a big part to be able to move through that process. You have to realize your own worth and your own uh, responsibility level in what that situation is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I was grappling for years with how do I combine kind of everything I've learned in my life in terms of like, how do I best help people? Because if I'm going to help 1 billion people, I need to get started. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's already, only like, like what, an it. eighth of the planet. That's no big right. deal. You can knock that out. <laughs> we, we've got Facebook. Come on. Like, right. a, there's almost a billion people here between here and TikTok. Come on, let's get it. <laughs> right. Uh, and, I, and I finally figured a couple years ago, um, okay, I'm going to combine like the, the corporate experience I've had. So like the HR, the operations with the coaching and then also add this bit of intuitive side of me. So I figured, okay, intuitive business coaching is sort of relevant, but, and like now I'm helping people like celebrities, influencers, and professionals, like conscious professionals, right? Someone who I don't go too much in the woo, but right. I help conscious professionals overcome grief. And I think that's, and that's one of the courses I'm doing later this year. Like that's what I'm setting the world up to be. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, and in this in a strange world of events too, I also help people become best-selling authors. So I help them to write like their bestseller within, um, and then become bestseller. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And what? Well, sorry, one more thing. Sorry, You're when fine. they don't when apologize they, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, don't forget to say this. No, it's okay. Um, I apologize that my chair keeps shrinking. I'm like in Oompa Loompa Land now. It's like. The listening, Seth. I'm melting. I was curious what was it's going this, on with you. This chair loves me. That's all. <laughs> oh, you think? But anyway, um, yeah. So I wanted just to mention that I've also started a line of children's books, um, yes. like a series of children's books. Yeah, and it's the Smile Adventure series, and it uses the Smile um, acronym through all the books. So one came out two years ago. It was Finn and the Ferocious Flu. So something about a pandemic. Yeah, and imagine that, in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. That's a great no one would, Right, right. No one would know. Um, and then um, this Friday, actually, um, because we're live, I can say this, it's Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day. I have my second book coming out. Uh, it's called Scout and the Furious Split. Um, so it's about a divorce uh, and how to – it's a divorce between two women and how these two little girls navigate through that. Um, That's awesome. I want to talk about – yeah. I want to talk about taboo slash yummy topics that parents don't necessarily like. Even my sister was kind of hesitant, you know, about, she's mm -hmm. like, well, everything's going well right now. So I don't know if I want them to read that. But who knows? Like, eventually, I know they will read it because they yeah. love me and adore me. My yeah, well, duh. Hunky, give me the book. Yeah. <laughs> right. They call me Uncle Sethy. Uncle Sethy. I love it. Yeah. Do you have an Uncle Sethy t-shirt? You need an Uncle Sethy t-shirt. I totally Especially need an Uncle Sethy t-shirt. When they're like, uh, you know, my niece, when she was about uh, seventh, eighth grade, or they have band concerts or something, and you wear the, yeah. this is what an awesome uncle looks like shirt, you know? Got to take that roll on. I um, love it. But I, I love I the love fact that. that you are getting, I don't even think we should call it taboo anymore, but we do. Uh, but, you know, these the taboo, those serious issues, to address those with kids is such a hard approach to do because every parent yeah. it flies a different helicopter 
you know, every parent comes at it at a different angle. In my house, I would love my kids to read this book. In some other houses of friends I know, I don't know if it would go over that well, right? But the thing of it is, is it addresses a root issue that affects kids. And the kids that don't have a resource like this uh, to be able to, to, to help handle that, I mean, go beyond, forget the counseling, all that stuff. That may come, that may not come. But at a very root level, being able to take a book and say, gosh, I'm walking this as well. You know, to, to have that as not even, I wouldn't call it a guide, but as a, as a mental point of reference, once you've read it to know that, right. you know what, I will get past this. And I, I'm not going to, exactly. I haven't read the book. I can't give spoiler alerts. I assume there's a happy ending, Sethi. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I better check and, my and, zoom and, time here with my icebergs, okay. uh, super cheap zoom thing. Oh, we got like six minutes. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Because there's so much more to talk about. And I won't yeah. put you on the spot, but hopefully down the road we'll have another uh, session with Seth and we'll, we'll talk more about all of the other things I want to talk about. But I really did – I wanted to dig in on the kids' books. Um, also okay. wanted to ask, like, did you do the artwork or is that a friend or is that uh, – you hire that out? I uh, – it's a friend of a friend of mine. Okay. Um, South Africa, Robert Dursley. It's – yeah. Robert, great job. In, I love the art. Oh, my God. He, yeah. It is – he did both. Um, I, I You know, I said I, – I, when he signed up, I'm like, hey – we're going to do like eight or 10 books. Is that cool with you? you right. know, he's like, Here's yeah. your commitment level. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, that's cool. And it, just, it just keeps getting better. Like this, this, I, at first I didn't even, it was so good and so advanced that I didn't even understand. I'm like, why aren't those, he's, why aren't those like shaved in or colored? And he's like, no, 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 that's like the style. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, okay. Got yeah. It. So yeah. Let it's, me work. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, to this point, you know, the, the three books that you've had, three number one international bestsellers, Smile from the Inside, From Grief to Grace, and Finn and the Ferocious Flu has joined that list as well. And I'm, I feel confident in saying that Scout and the Serious Split is going to follow suit. Um, now, the book yes. you said, it does drop this Friday, St. Patrick's Day, uh, and it will be available, I assume, through the usual channels online. Um, any special direction yeah. you want people to head that are interested? I mean, obviously hit your website as we've got linked in the chat, but. Um, yes, yes. It's the, so the ebook is dropping this Friday and then okay. the actual book comes out next month. Okay. Um, so yeah, they can go to imsfla.com forward slash SSS. Pretty easy. Or they can go to scout in the serious split.com. Okay. Just like it sounds. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and I love your I'm website. Friday. Kudos to that too. Uh, hooray for a good website. That's me coming from my my old digital days there. But. Oh my god, I appreciate that because I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never think it's good enough. You know? Yeah, sometimes it can get a little cringy. No, it's awesome. And you know, again, I want you guys <laughs> to go visit him online. I am com, one T and Elliot, and hit the website. The link is over here. Um, just go and read more about Seth. I, I want to talk more too about so much other stuff. But real quick, you do coaching. You know, we talked about that early on, uh, not just with your journey, but as you're, it's a day-to-day for you. And folks can come and learn more about the big kid side of what Seth does uh, on the website as well. And as far as getting those, um, you know, sessions booked where you can come in, have Seth come in, help level things out. Um, you offer retreats. There's there's some great services you've got available. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Retreats, courses, upcoming courses. Right now, we're we're scheduling two courses: one for the overcoming grief, and the other one for um, helping other others become bestsellers. Um, mm-hmm. It's been quite successful. We have a hundred percent success rate, so awesome. those are pretty good odds. Yes, yes. <laughs> Seth, I got to tell you, man, I, I'm down to the three minute wire, so I don't want to okay. get down another rabbit hole because I just I wish I could keep you on the line for about three or four days. 
Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. I hope you've had fun. Me and um, yes. <laughs> I can't encourage you guys enough. Get after it. Go follow Seth. Got, you've got a great Instagram account. Give him a love. Give him some love over there. You on, uh, you're on Facebook. Thank you're on Instagram. Any other social media you want to mention? I'm, I'm, I'm right now building my TikTok. Isn't that fun? It is it a is, trick to build, it though. Is <laughs> it is. It is. Sometimes it I'm is. like, you, you know, I could probably lot. just put a camera on in the studio and just do my job, and somebody would find the effort to watch that. It's incredible, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it is a great outlet for, for getting the word out about what you do, and you're a wonderful human. You're doing wonderful things Thank for you. people, and I, I'm just Thank it's you. been a treasure. So we will uh, we will have another Humans in Tune coming on later this week. We thank you so much. Seth Elliott Santoro, CEC. Find him online at imsethelliot.com. Go see all his amazing photos on there, too, as well. Um, we'll have another Humans in Tune later this week. I'm going to have Brooke Young on, finally. Um, Brooke, who has connected me with a lot of these wonderful people like Seth, is going to be joining me. We're yes. going to be talking about her amazing story. She's cool. She's super cool. She's so cool. She she's is. so cool. And she's doing a lot of amazing things, too. So uh, it's yeah. another Humans in Tune session. Again, you can find them on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 939mikefm. And you can find all the podcast episodes on the website at 939mikefm.com or at whatever podcast service you decide to listen on. Just search for 939mikefm. For Seth, it's Darren. We'll see you on the next Humans in Tune. Thanks for catching this Humans in Tune conversation with 93.9 Mike FM. Find previous interviews on our Facebook page, or you can listen via our podcast at 93.9 MikeFM.com.